Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Well, come along. It's the Friday morning episode, except it's not Friday morning anymore. It's Friday afternoon, so apologies for that. What are you going to do about it? Now, um, mm. we were away yesterday, Sam. We met up in person, in the flesh, for the first time in, I reckon, almost two years. I think... Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really think of that, because I see you most days. Yeah. It didn't seem like momentous when yeah. I saw you in the flesh. It wasn't, was it? It was just. Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose the only difference is, is that I could have, if I wanted to, at least attempted to have touched you and poured at your flesh. I, f- I figured you might do, but thankfully you. Um, you held <laughs> well, back. I was quite. We're both quite COVID-aware. Yeah. I was tempted to pour at your flesh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. I thought no, it's, it's inappropriate. I but think- after two years. I, th- you know, I think the last time was probably when we did the last live show in 2019. When which we went would have off, been what, London? We we did, uh, yeah, it would have been Leicester Square, possibly. Leicester Square Theatre. Two North Town, maybe. And we went to the pub afterwards, and I think that's probably it. That was it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was just before COVID hit, wasn't it? Came, but came um, yeah, it didn't feel, it didn't, I, I wish now, because now we're both talking to each other via a screen. I sort you of regret that. I wish I'd pulled you, yeah. yeah. You've got to understand that, you know, I see you every day on this screen and I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes as I'm looking at you, you slowly turn in to a big juicy joint of ham like yes. the ones in Tom and Jerry. Yes. And I think, oh, and, and you're talking, but all I can see is the lovely juices. The juices dripping off. Yeah. The corner and of obviously the I haven't yeah. eaten meat in a few years, yeah. but I think, oh, I could take a big bite out of that cunt. I think Good job one, that he's only on a screen. If, if there's one foodstuff that I physically embody, it's meat, isn't it, really? <laughs> no. Cooked meat. You, nothing makes me crave meat more than you. No one's looking at me and thinking, mmm, bean sprouts. Do you know what I mean? Nah, you don't look vegan appropriate. No. I must no. say. I'm happy with that. But it's fine. We're both, I mean, we're both quite fleshy creatures. Yeah. I mean, my baldness and pale complexion, I, I kind of look like a... Either a sausage, an upright sausage, <laughs> or an uncooked loin of pork. Mr. Sausage. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Sausage. To the very early Don't days of the Top back. Time Machine. Mr. Sausage, I feel, didn't get enough of enough uh, as much life as he should have done. Because around that time when we came up with the idea of Mr. Sausage, which, if you weren't listening back at, right in the old days of Top Flight, Mr. Sausage was a uh, World Cup mascot. A fictitious World Cup mascot that we invented for if there was ever another World Cup in England because it became apparent to us that there was a period, at least in the 80s, that the countries who hosted World Cups tended to just take one of the most famous foodstuffs from their culture 
yeah. and put a face and some arms and legs on it. And it was and Mexico we were talking about, wasn't it? And the jalapeno, which of course there was jalapeno in Mexico. From. Who was his name was PK, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, there was Fra- right? there was France with the cockerel. Yeah, and they the, they the eat cockerels. Yeah. They love the French love to eat cock, and <laughs> the and then of course the Spanish. <laughs> With um, Aranchin, what's he called? Uh, oh, Naranjito. Uh, the little Naranjito. Mr. Mm. Orange. Because, of course, the Spanish love oranges. And why shouldn't they? So Who we doesn't? thought, well, why didn't we have fucking... We had World Cup Willie, a lion. How the fucking English have swung it to have the lion associated with our country is outrageous, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, like, mm. that just shows how much for year, for centuries this country took the piss and dictated... The, the whole globe's perception of everything. Yeah, lions, that's us. We're, we're the country of lions. They're over in Africa thinking, what the fuck are you talking about? Most of you lot have never fucking seen a lion in your life. You wouldn't be able to fucking draw one if we asked you to. Mm, and you so why are you fucking, fucking co-opt? Why are you appropriating lions? You certainly wouldn't fucking eat one. Well, it's about this, this country's fucking ridiculous self-image issue, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the fact that we think we're fucking greater than we are because we've got great in Great Britain. They think that's because it means great, but it fucking doesn't. It's from fucking... Yeah, but hang on a minute. You've got to hand it to the cunts who made all this shit up. At the time, it worked. We're a tiny country, right? Mm. And some basically the PR wizards of their day, mm. right? You're going right back to, like, what? Queen Elizabeth I? Probably. I see, yeah. Because I think that was when they had, she had all like water rally and all those cunts sailing all over the place in boats, nicking stuff. She's like, right, build some boats and get out and get nicking, right? Yeah. We're going to, I've got a whole fucking, I've got a whole branding exercise sorted out. We're going to insert the name great into our country. Mm. We're going to have a fucking blinding, really over the top attention grabbing flag. Not Mm. one of these other ones that just have two or three stripes. We're going to have a fucking mad one, right? That looks like a kaleidoscope. And uh, we're going to adopt the lion, mm. which is an exotic animal that we've never seen, but we've heard is we mental. We don't have any here. <laughs> we, we have some we, we safari don't have parks. Them here, but I've done some asking around, and apparently the hardest fucking animal you can get anywhere is called a lion. So we're going to start claiming that we're, we're gonna, lions. We're going to get some shipped in, and we're going to get them set up with Longleat. And it's going to be run by a man yeah. who coincidentally looks like a lion. <laughs> and then I want you to go around spreading the word that we're the greatest and we're like we're lions. The and we're open for business, etc. Et and I want you to fucking nick everything you can, especially spices. <laughs> Get your hands on all those lovely, delicious spices they've got out in the Orient. <laughs> and now we're not going to have any turkeys for Christmas dinner and we're all queuing for petrol. So there you go. I mean, that's but that the thing is, what I'm saying is, there's two things. One is, it was great branding exercise by yeah. whether it was Elizabeth the first. I don't know. I want to say it's it her, right? And that was great because you know, let's not forget back then. Although we did a lot of awful, abhorrent things, it's true. We were, if you just look at a tiny country mm. that basically came to dominate the world. That is really impressive, right? For a long yeah. time, dominate the world huge amount of innovation that pushed you know human civilization mm-hmm. forward 
blah blah blah. So there was good mm. things, but there was obviously bad things. But it's it was as a, as grifts go, it was fucking amazing. Mm. All that. Let's have lions. Let's put uh, the name great into our country. The problem is only now is that we used to do shit to sort of deliver on the hype. Now the hype remains with nothing underneath it. So what you got is a load of fucking cunts well, on cheap cocaine and yeah. lager fucking swaggering around going on about this shit. They've never fucking seen a lion, much less fought one in their life. I mean, let's be let's be generous and say that the rest of the world maybe is caught up with Great Britain. We we you know we blazed the trail, and now the rest of the world is caught up and is also great. It's similar, to, it's similar us, to World, World Cup qualifications. We used to beat Denmark and Norway eight nil in World Cup qualifiers in the late seventies and early eighties regularly because they were nout, and now, you know, they're as good if not better than England. What in football? No, we're we're in quite football. good at football now. To be fair, we are. Yeah, if quite we get good. a good draw, we are. Yeah, no, I think we are now. I think in that in in the World Cup, I said like you did in 2018. I thought it was a little bit fluky that we got to the semis because mm. it was based on draw. But I would say that in the Euros, we've just seen we were easily worthy of our place in the final. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll give I think that, we then. were, we were. All right, yeah, okay. And, and Italy beat us on penalties. I would say yeah, we were yeah, the yeah. best or second right. best. Okay. But anyway. Right. Yeah, you can have that. Then. That right. aside, I suppose what I'm saying is, well, are we like now, I wasn't, you know, I was born in 1975, so I don't have memories of the 70s, but I do, I've read a lot. There's a mm. great book by a bloke called Andy Beckett called When the Lights Go Out, Went Out, which is a story all about, you know, social and political history of Britain in, in that decade when things yeah. got super bleak. We have all these like ideas of winter of discontent, the three-day week, you know, going cap in hand to the IMF, blah, blah, blah. Everything was shit, right? Strikes, a lot of poverty. I feel like everything was quite dark all the time. Everything was brown. Everything was everything brown. Everything was brown. Yeah. Uh, the national colour brown. brown. Carpets. Carpets, carpets were brown. Sometimes were brown. carpets were brown and orange. Wallpaper was patterned, but it was mainly brown. Yeah. There was a few there was there was bits of orange and beige flying about, yeah. but it wasn't good. But what I'm saying now is like uh, you read the paper, you look at the headlines, and you think, is this now as bad as the seventies? There are food shortages. Not yet. Not yet, I don't think. Are we heading in that direction oh, though, com- do you think? Completely, completely, yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna turn around anytime soon. There's all, there's all kinds of bluff and bluster on the telly this morning on the news about HGV drivers, how we're going to pluck them out of thin air and get inexperienced truck drivers to suddenly fucking get everything going again, get everything Imagine moving. Imagine the amount it of fucking accidents they'll be on the road. possible. It is not going to happen. You know what I mean? There's a fucking turkey farmer on, on, on the telly saying that uh, he's got no one to pluck his turkeys. And they're all just going to roam free. I think. I think he's going to release gonna them into the forest. Those yeah. Not me. I tell you that. No much. one's going to kill them. No one's going to pluck them. No one's going to freeze them. All those the freezers are broken because there's no gas. Yeah, well, it's, it's a good time it's, for everyone to go vegetarian, then, isn't it? Well, probably. This is just the beginning. I think it's going to get. Uh, well, let me tell you. In in the seventies, right when all this shit was going on, it became apparent to people of all political persuasions that we had run out of steam with whatever path we'd been trying to follow mm. since the war. It had worked at rebuilding the country mm-hmm. and there'd been some good times. There were various things, not least the relationship between government and the workforce 
and mm. the bosses that were basically meant, look, we were at a fucking impasse and this country can't make progress. And in fact, it looks like we're going backwards. And so what happened was, in, in out of situations like that, in the end, a radical idea for change takes hold. It has to, right? In a country like this one with the attitude we've got. Well, that, that that's true. That took hold. But the reason is, is that there was an appetite for it because uh, after 10 years of all this shit and the country seeming to be in reverse, right? There was, it was that's fertile ground for a radical to step forward and go, yeah. right, we're going to completely change everything. And the thing is, anyone who listens to this podcast knows what our politics is and, and neither of us like Thatcher or what she did. But what she did do was make radical changes to the whole fucking framework of the country, to the way everything was set up, mm. which you could argue there had to be changes. Were those the right changes? No, because they just led to a whole different set of problems, many of which we're still experiencing today because of her legacy and all the rest of it. However, that is what... There had to be radical change. People sensed that after <clears> 10 years, and therefore there were, it was fertile ground for someone like her to step up and go, listen, cunts, I've got a big idea because no one was at that stage interested in... They'd gone back and forth several times between Heath and Wilson, Heath and Wilson, Callaghan, and there didn't seem to be much difference because the, the system was the system and whoever was running it couldn't make that much difference You needed to someone it. who, let's face it, was a bit fucking mad yeah that's what you need and you need and you could say and again i don't want to sound like i'm being positive about thatcher take the uh, politics the specifics of her ideas which many of which were utterly abhorrent out of it but what she did have was a vision she had a vision she had a vision of vision of of how it how things should be and she had an idea about how to bring it about and for the most part she she would say and i suppose she was successful in doing (laughs) so she didn't give a fuck who got in the way is exactly Right? She was just like, this is how it's got to be. So you had no consideration for human life? No, that that was almost a prerequisite. And unfortunately, that is a, often a prerequisite for any radical change. Is that you have to, that's why they, they discover that so many world leaders are like, you know, they conform to the archetypes of a psychopath. Because the only way you can Where make things, the only, what I'm saying is, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, mate. Good. We are, we are, on the we are on the verge of something similar. The 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 ground is fertile for mm. radical change. Yeah. The question is, there I'm sure there are many radical ideas out there. You've got you know, you've got people of the, the new right or the hard right or whatever you want to call them. You've got people who think that Thatcherism didn't go far enough and they want to go they want to make the whole fucking world into some sort of, you know, free for all that is just like a free marketeer's like wet dream and we will all lose everything, any safety nets, any human rights, anything at all, mm. the state will all but disappear. That's one idea. Then you had Corbyn and people on the, the radical left who had ideas that were very popular, but the middle classes are, are scared of those. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps rightly, perhaps wrongly. And then you've got the Greens, right? But it could be some other cunt. They could come from anywhere. It could be us, Sam. We've said well, before, it could be me where, and you. Where do you think I'm going with this? Mate? Ah, he's going to launch something here, are we? Now we finally arrive. We make our move. At we, last. Now the, the time is right for us <laughs> to make our move. We introduced Turbo. It proved popular. We've been very happy with that. And to me, that shows that 
our ideas, which, as I've always said, are rooted in love. That's oh, what completely. this is about, this podcast. Yeah. It's about love, yeah? Love is the message. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, I don't know whether we want to go down the parliamentary route. It might be that we feel the need to absolutely abolish parliament. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I haven't discussed it with you. We were too no. busy yesterday singing Wine the Bobbin Up. Yeah, that took a lot of time <laughs> up, didn't it? Yeah. So basically so, the, the live shows in November are going to be kind of like rallies almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want, and when you say rally, it does invoke, you know, the idea of Hitler you know, on the stage, go whipping the crowd up into... That's not us. Hitler wasn't about love. We were about love. Think more like an insane TV evangelist from the United yeah. States. I can do that. I can get into that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's where the future lies. Okay. Can I can I change subject really quickly? Yeah. Because I feel we need to. Um, a, a tweet that's just come in from Alistair Smith while we're doing this. And I'm going to show you the picture that goes with it. Uh, it says, I've been catching up on TFTM following the birth of my son two weeks ago. The day after hearing Sam's description of his brother-in-law's answer to where you put your arms when you sleep, the lad mm. went and did this. Oh, I'm no. Show you it now. A baby is... Oh, yeah. Look at that. What? A... That's the best baby ever. Look at Isn't him. It? He's just like, yeah, I'm fucking relaxing, mate. Doing a bit of babying, <laughs> aren't I? He's put foot right. If you obviously you guys can't see it, but he's popped his hands behind his head yeah. in the universal sign of yeah. rest. Right. Well, I'll I'll retweet that once the episode goes out because that needs to be but seen. For a baby to instinctively do that from birth, I tell you what, he must have American blood in him. That baby, he must do. I mean, he's what? He's two, he's two weeks old. Apparently, the, the kid looks like he's about ten, and he's just having a nice kid. <laughs> That's the ultimate baby version of all right, cats, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's brilliant. Well Can done. Can you keep baby. the noise down? I'm trying to have a baby nap here. <laughs> well done, little baby. It's well very important. It's very important for us babies to rest, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> if not, we won't grow proper. It's important for all of us to rest. This is what we get back to. I mean, I, I mm. fucking we got back from Nottingham while you you didn't. You stayed over somewhere. Yeah, I needed to rest. Yeah, yeah. The the traffic in London would have just been too much to drive all the way back. I drove back. Yeah. I got home about eight o'clock, and I went to bed by about half past ten. Um, and I I just got in my bedroom, and I thought, Jesus Christ, I love me bed mm. and sleeping so much. Yeah, it's, it's great. so important to me. And it didn't used to be. It won't be if you're a younger listener. But, oh, it Jesus Christ, though. after I a long what, day like that. People mm. associate it, including us, with, oh, you know, I suppose we indicate that, you know, when we were younger, we were energetic and up for fun, and now we're older, so we just want to rest. But actually, I have to say, I wish that my younger self was more open to the idea of rest. Mm. I felt probably a lot of unconscious pressure to be very active, productive, yeah. not just professionally, but socially mm. when I was younger. And it didn't do my health, <laughs> either my physical or my mental health, much good. If you've been I mean? down the pub, if you've been down the pub with your mates and it got to like 10 o'clock and you went, right, I'm off now, I need an early night. Oh, my God. You, they'd have beaten you to a pulp, Sam. Yeah, exactly. And they would have made you feel so awful, like your life was so worthless. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And the amount of times you go, yeah, I'm going to go on somewhere. I'll go on some. I remember go. I remember when I was about like 
17, 18, I had a really heavy cold, like so bad. It was like, and I hadn't, at the time I was working and I couldn't, I couldn't go to work for a couple of days, but even I was that ill that I couldn't go to work. But then my mates called up and they said they were going to this club, right? And I said, yeah, I'll come. And my mum was like, are you going out to a club? You, you're so ill that you haven't been able to go to work two days. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but they're going to this club. I have to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know why. It was a shit club, but you're sort of thinking, basically what you're thinking is there might be girls there. Some of the some of my mates might meet girls or get off with girls. And if I've not been in attendance, it will torture me forever. Mm-hmm. So I went and we had an all right night, but we didn't kiss any girls. Oh, and, at, and at the sorry end, about that. at the end, we had to, uh, we came out of the club and none of us had any money. And we thought, should we wait? We had just enough to get a night bus back. And then one of my mates just went, fuck that, we'll walk. I know a shortcut across the park back to my house, right? It's across a massive fucking park. And the park was shut overnight. Hmm. If anyone's from sort of, you know, southwest London, where my mate lived, and that's why we were going, the club was in Kingston. Hmm. And he lived in Sheen. And we had to climb into Richmond Park, which is a massive fucking park, right? Yeah. Um, And the gates shut up, fuck knows when. And we climbed over these really high spiky gates, all pissed, you know, Mm. and got into the park and it was pitch black. And it's like American Werewolf in London territory once you're in Richmond Park. It's fucking wild. And it was all like alpha male stuff. It's like, what do you want to get a bus for? When we can put, when we can just climb into that park and go cross country for an hour, and you're like, in my head, I'm. I remember thinking, I've got a really heavy cold, right? I'm die. I've got a sore yeah. throat. I've got a temperature. I've been fucking dancing in a shitty club with loads of dry ice all night. Yeah, didn't try, you get to kiss any girls? Trying in vain to get off with a girl, as if any girl's going to get off me. My nose is fucking running. I'm coughing and spluttering all over the place. And now all I want to do is curl up on a bus, get home, go to bed, right? And for some reason, I can't admit that. And you've thrown a gauntlet down <laughs> to get into a fucking park. It was winter. We cl- So we climb into this park. I think I'm going to fucking die here, right? There's about six of us. And I go, okay, it's a bit cold. And so the mate, the fucking alpha, who's gone, let's go cross country, he's gone, well, simple solution to that. Let's jog it. It's like one in the oh, morning. Oh, man. And everyone goes, yeah, all right, because no one wants to be the cunt to say, I don't want to fucking jog across this freezing cold yeah, pitch yeah. black park at one in the morning. Mm. So we're fucking jogging. We're falling over. We're bumping into shit. There's animals making weird noises in the darkness. Do you know what I mean? Hogs. Were there hogs? How much I, I, don't know what they, I don't know what they were, London but I was hogs. fucking convinced one of the cunts was going to eat me, right? <clears throat> and we're jogging across it, and I think about that quite a lot, because I think mean, that just sums up my fucking late teens and 20s, yeah. getting involved in shit like that, because you just don't want to be the cunt to say, nah, that, I don't fancy yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's, that's men, though, isn't it? Men are fucking awful. That I is mean, men, that's a exactly, thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was men. just going to say it. This ties into what I was about to say a bit earlier on. Have you been watching the Spice Girls documentary series on on Channel 4? No. It's about two episodes in. I think it's four altogether. It's really good. Even if you don't like the music of the Spice Girls, it's really good. Yeah. It's their it's their story, basically. Yeah. In, uh, they, did in, they all take in, part in, in it? detail. No, they're not in it. Right. <clears throat> the only people that are involved are 
<clears throat> excuse me, are their, their makeup artists who were kind of like writing the inner sanctum all the way through, oh, okay. and someone who was involved in the management early on. But uh, Jane Middlemiss is on there quite a bit as well. We're well, just talking about interviewing them and stuff. Talking about, yeah, being around, but not just talking about interviewing, but talking about being uh, in the media around that time as well. Oh, and about how, how, how grotesquely sexist everything was. Yes. Um, I mean, it still is, but um, it's it's really interesting about some of the shit that they had to put up with, mostly from the tabloids. Yeah. The tabloids yeah. were just determined to fucking just bring them down almost wow. from day one because it was yeah. like, here's five uh, vo- uh, mouthy, you know, switched on, powerful women. Working and, class women as well. <clears throat> yeah. And they don't like it when working class people get above their station. No. And, um, and of course, what I'd forgotten was that they, they sacked Simon Fuller, who was their manager. Yeah. They sacked him quite early on and went, went on their own, did their own shit, yeah. which is another reason to fucking, for the, for the tabloids them. and everything, to bring them down. But it's really good. I watched two episodes of it last night and there's two more to go, I think. So, um, yeah, they're an just... impressive bunch of Spice Girls, aren't they? Yeah. All of them. Yeah, definitely. You forget how kind all, of I've radical I've found all of them quite likeable. Yeah, definitely. Well. I've, I've, the music, they're part of a handful of singles that were really good. There's, there wasn't much there musically, but um, they were fucking no. phenomenal. Um, phenomenon, if you like. Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation for this week. And if you've got a bit of Yeah, that time, sounds great. I'm definitely going to give that good. a watch. My missus will yeah. like that as well. It's very, it's a big nostalgia <clears throat> trigger for people our age as well, the mm. Spice Girls thing. And, you know, I suppose I was a student when they came about and it just fucking, yeah, really, um, it's very big Euro 96 vibes. And, and the, I think the most impressive thing is Jane Middlemiss and Jane Middlemiss's ongoing disgust at how everything was back then yeah, in I terms of sexism wonderful. and everything. It's really good. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. I was on the way back from, I mean, I'll go back and explain maybe, but I, 
I stay. I decided to break our journey out back from Nottingham, and I stopped yeah. in Northampton. It was great. Just stopped in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. It was a middle, and I turned off the M1 at Northampton, which was halfway home, mm. and I found this little fucking country pub Airbnb. In the it was fucking hidden, and it was all right. You know, I got in there. I was really tired, so I got in, went to the bar, had a Heineken Zero and a mm-hmm. and a, a small meal. <laughs> and small then, meal, please. Could I have what, just a small what meal? Small meal, please. I've been I've been working all day with my podcast partner, and I am exhausted. <laughs> we we had we had a meal at lunchtime, so I don't want a large meal. I just need a small meal. Do you have any light meals? That's what you call them, don't you? As well, light meals. Do you have any light bites? <laughs> I'd like some light bites. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But it must be vegetarian. Could I have a non-alcoholic beer and a vegetarian light bite? All the local <laughs> Northampton lads are like, who the huh? fuck is this cunt? <laughs> Must be a fucking podcaster. <laughs> I tell you this much, he's definitely from London and I'm fucking laying money that he's a professional podcaster. <laughs> Can I have your non-alcoholic beer menu and your light bite menu, please? <laughs> chop, chop. I need to go to bed quickly. So I did. I went. I got into bed at eight. Mm. I couldn't get any Wi-Fi, and they didn't have Sky. So I briefly watched some terrestrial television, which mm. I very rarely do. I, I when I watch telly, if it's not sport, if it's not football, I'm basically watching like Netflix or some other series. Right? Was so, it celebrities making food in some capacity? Yeah, all of this yeah, shit. Of I watched is, some yeah. fucking program with a. Com- I mean, I'm so out of touch with like who the com- comedians are on TV and all that. But I watched this guy Joe Lysett do a weird sort of oh, millennial yeah. version of that's life. Yeah, Joe Lysett's good. Tell. Joe Lysett's got your back. Good show. That's it. So I watched a bit of that and I thought, okay. And then I, um, I thought, oh, I see. This is what the ordinary people have been watching. <laughs> um, right, time for me to go to sleep. I went to sleep. I was asleep by nine. I Fucking woke hell. up. I woke up at seven. Hell. That's ten hours sleep. That yeah, is very good. rare for me, right? Very, very rare. So, unfortunately, having got up, had my complimentary vegetarian breakfast and two cups of coffee in the car on the way back to London this morning, my mind was alive. Whee. It was so alive because of the sleep I'd had, right? possibilities Uh, the ideas I came up with I kept having ideas and Mm. like ah, I can't fucking pull over to write them down I had a million and one ideas thank god (laughs) I I won't remember any of them because they'll just take up (laughs) loads of my time and be stressful (laughs) and fruitless but like all fucking stupid ideas fucking ideas they're a waste of time they're always fucking getting involved in your life aren't they do you know what I mean there's only one thing worse than ideas that's drunk ideas they're Uh, the worst Fucking ideas, ideas, ideas. I wish they'd just stop. One of the ideas was just like, I'm going to fuck it. This is Pete Delaney idea, right? (laughs) You couldn't make this. That is is beyond satire. Genuinely in the car. Can't remember why I thought of it, but suddenly thought, I should just do a podcast about the 90s and I'll call it the 90s. And every week I'll just have a different guest and talk about something that happened in the 90s. People will love that. Everyone loves the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's your idea is it that's it that's, that's ideas the for beginning you. and the end of the idea a podcast it's almost called like, the 90s it's almost like doing a, a podcast about football in the 90s yeah I suppose that is what this was in a way 
<laughs> see where that goes. See where that fucking gets you, mate. Yeah. Um, what else? Be careful Can- around ideas. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. We're going to do some football predictions for the weekend. Oh, just one thing that I wanted to say that might be of interest. Another thing that happened in the car mm. was that I was, I think it was when I was still Northampton way. I drove through a village and there was a really nice hardware shop. Ooh. And outside of it, it was one of those small hardware shops that mm-hmm. you sort of suspect also might be a convenience store. Like, you, right. you, I don't know, but sometimes you go into them, they also have like you know chocolate bars and yeah. maybe even sell some alcohol bar- and fags behind the counter mm-hmm. do you know those sort yeah it's kind of ma- yeah. it's mainly from the outside it looks like hardware but well, on the inside essentials as well yeah. yeah but outside what I love what I was thinking of so I love the displays outside these shops what you have is a load of buckets yeah yeah in one of the a, a bin a brand new empty plastic bin and the bin yeah. has loads of brooms in it. I was going and to the, say brooms, yeah. The brooms are a varying, the actual broom itself on the end of the stick is a varying widths. Like yeah. there's one of these shops yeah. near where I live and every morning, if I walk with my daughter to the bus stop, which I do sometimes, every morning I come and comment on this one particular broom outside and she goes, why don't you shut up about that fucking broom? <laughs> You're always on about this broom. You're it. so weird. Yeah. And I go, oh, it's a good broom, that, though. i tell you what, though, Andy. It's fucking so wide. I'm not joking. Oh. It's about two metres wide, this broom. Industrial broom. It's, an indus- it's the sort Factory of broom. broom. The only time I can remember seeing a broom like that in action, it was in the possession of the school caretaker at yeah. my school. He yeah. always had one of those. You know, when he came to like sweep up some sawdust that he'd earlier put on some puke or something like that. I almost wish we had some kind of headquarters or premises now we could get one of them. Yeah. Do some brooming. Brooms, buckets, various other things. I don't know where this is going, but I sort of thought, I bet the cunters all like this too. And maybe we should just all start sharing some images of the displays of Britain's best small hardware shops. Would you call that hardware or would you call it sort of just homeware? Um, hardware. Yeah, hardware is probably the best. So it's more, I don't want your Robert Dias's. I don't want your big players in this market like your Robert Dias, right? I want your mm. small independent locals and I want to see what they've got in their display outside because one of those displays, I don't know, don't know, makes me feel happy, makes me feel safe, I suppose, Andy. Do you know that what I mean by that? Yep. I've just got a picture up on my screen here, uh, Shiny Raw, where I grew up. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can show you this now. There is a tool hire place called Hire Me. It's an independent <laughs> store. It's been there yeah. forever. Oh, yeah, and I see. There, you can oh, see. Oh, it's a lovely shop front. Look at that. Brooms. It's got some uh, sort of lawnmower. Looks like a lawnmower outside. There's the brooms. Oh, that's such a nice uh, shop, there's, that, mate. There's some, some metal bins you yeah, can buy. Yeah, metal bins are essentials. And then over there, there's some there's spades, some spades, garden stuff, the, so the tool the, hire. The the um, the 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 hallmarks, the basics that you basically have to have in any of these shops are buckets, bins, and brooms. The three Bs. Yep. Beyond that, there's all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, you can have a shovel, you can have a lawnmower, yeah, you you could have whatever. 
Um, if you want to see a really good example of a place like this in action, then I can't urge you enough to go onto YouTube and Google and search whatever happened to the knockers. I'm sure we've talked about the knockers before because it's one of the greatest television programs of all time, right? The knockers was a documentary. I think it might have even been a panorama in about 1980 where they basically followed a bunch of lads from East London who were all members of the ICF, but that didn't get mentioned at the time on the show because that wasn't the point. But as it happened, they were. And they basically went round, they went out into the suburbs of South London and Kent and Essex and they went to knock on doors and try and flog shit, right? And then years later, they did a follow-up documentary called Whatever Happened to the Knockers. And then years after that, Bob Mills, the great Bob Mills, who we've both worked with on the wireless and who is a genius, he actually did it on his seminal show in Bed With Me Dinner, where he just looked back at clips and commented on it, which was very funny. But Whatever Happened to the Knockers is great. And there's a great bit in it where they're doing a little... They've gone to some... They go to upmarket villages to basically knock on doors and, and, you know, sell shit to the housewives. And when they're there in some village, they see another mob trying the same thing. And I think they think that the other mob are Millwall, which is just... It's brilliant Millwall up to their old (laughs) tricks dialogue as well because these lads are driving around all day. But like all old-school West Ham fans... They are obsessed with Millwall. At all times, they're thinking about Millwall. Where are Millwall? What are Millwall planning? What are Millwall up to? Maybe Millwall will be here when we get there. They're they're obsessed with Millwall. And sure enough, they see a van load of Millwall. And so they go, right, they're trying to do some knocking around here too. Right, we're going to have to fight them. So they jump out of this van and and, and Millwall come over and all the West Ham lot run over to one of these shops we're talking about. And they yeah. just arm themselves. They just take everything from out the front and arm themselves with the hardware shop display. Brooms. Ooh. Brooms, buckets, bins, spades, bits of it's, wood. And there's a great fight. Um, it, it's a similar it's, vibe to what we were talking about where pubs, where pubs used to be full of ammunition for fights like glass. Yeah fucking ashtrays and stuff and swords horse on the walls and things well, horse, horse brasses, brasses. Yeah. I used to always think fucking hell what a great fighting implement yeah but the, the, still now with the streets I, I feel but I might be naive I feel the streets are a lot less violent now than they were well yeah well we think it's to do with the lead that's not on the petrol anymore but apparently yeah, that's been it, disproven it feels we, less still violent to believe but maybe that. it's yeah. just that we're kind of re- in, we just live rarefied lives now where we Probably, don't have yeah. to fight on the street we but, just stay indoors and do podcasts but I always think if it does kick off then as long as I'm near a, a hardware store then I've got mm. half a chance because yeah. that, that's that to me that's free weaponry available on every high street in yeah. Britain it's probably it's right it's there do you know what I mean there's like a nod and a wink with the fact that it's there, do you think it's kind the of like government subsidise it. Nah, I don't think. I think it's private individuals. It's the, whoever, run, whoever runs the shops. I think Andy, this you in, know, this you, in, you, you, follow, lads. you follow politics and government more closely than me. Am I right, thinking that the Ministry for Fighting still exists? Yes, like, it still exists. It's, it's been reduced. It's a very, it's a much smaller department than it used to be. But yeah. it used to, it got absorbed into the Culture Department right. under New Labour, under New yeah. Labour. But then they the Tories a lot of things, the, didn't they? Put it back out there. Was, was that a, culture, a media, on... sport, and fighting? Yes. Yeah, yes, that was that's it. what it yeah. was. Yeah. But uh, whatever happened to the knockers <clears throat> is on YouTube. It was made in 1993, um, and I don't think the original one, which was called Con Kids, was the original <laughs> documentary. That's not. But there's clips from that in 
whatever happened to the knockers. Yeah, what happened to the knockers so, just basically reuses it, but they look back and yeah, reflect. Best don't bits. They? And so, what's yeah, good is the knockers now in 1993 are looking back and they go, What yeah. have you been up to since? And they go, Ah, well, you know, I bounced about, did a few different jobs. Went out to, they always have gone out to Thailand for a few years, right? Yeah. Which is just a rites of passage. Did a bit of jail time. Did a bit of jail time. <laughs> sort of laughs when he says it. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was for GBH. And now I'm out and I'm working. Yeah, it's complicated what I do. Security related. <laughs> Consultancy. It, it it's too it's one of those things that's too funny for a deep dive. First of all, Bob Mills has already effectively deep dived it, and yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't presume to ever better something that Bob Mills had done. But it's almost too funny. To, it's too good to deep dive. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like people have suggested things before, and you've always said no, that's too funny. So what can we add to it? And yeah. I would say that that whatever happened to the knockers is basically in that league. Um, but I would yeah. say I've, I'm convinced that anyone who likes this podcast would love whatever happened to the knockers. And also, I would say also on YouTube, it appears that lots of in bed with me dinner is on there as well. Yeah. So get them watched because that was fucking brilliant television. We should get Bob to do it. Uh, um, Humans of Honor at some point. We should. Yeah, we should. Um, right, we've got some uh, predictions to do before we go. Right for this weekend and first up Everton versus Norwich I'll say Everton 2 Norwich 0 I will say Everton 2 Norwich 1 is that weird bloke who was managing them last time still in charge of Norwich the one who reminds me a bit of Werner Herzog I call him soft spoken Daniel Farker yes we are put, going, put the hand cream in to, the bucket <laughs> we're going to try our best to not get relegated again this time but I think I think we will fail and go down I do not want but, to hurt my ma- my mistress Delia but there's there's him and there's also Thomas Franks at Brentford who's quite similar but he's he's more he's forthright and more aggressive I, I think they bring a lot of colour and character to the Premier League I'll tell you League, what I wouldn't, you know that Danish bloke at Brentford yeah. He lives around. His kid goes to the um, same right, primary yeah. school as my mate's kid, right? Um, I would not fight him. You know no, when no. people people no. are always talking about who who is the hardest manager and all this. We've talked mm-hmm. about it loads, and everyone's always like the same old ones. You go, oh, Sean Dyche. You wouldn't fight Dyche. Yeah. You probably wouldn't fight Moyes. You know, I wouldn't um, fucking fight Steve Bruce. To well, be I honest, fight Steve Bruce. I mean, Steve Bruce. He wouldn't. The thing is, it would be like one of those dreams where you're punching someone, but it just doesn't affect them. You yeah. could punch Steve. You could yeah. get whatever you want. If you were fighting Steve Bruce outside the hardware shop, you could go and yeah. get the biggest spade they got, whack him mm. square in the face. The cunt wouldn't flinch. They'd just absorb it, wouldn't they? He'd go. And then he'd go. He'd, Whoa! What? What are you doing that for, son? Come on, put yeah. the spear down. That's just silly. What, I think he'd clench, he'd clench his fist and he'd just bonk you on the top of the head like a hammer, <laughs> yeah. and, he'd just and you'd be, be unconscious. Down. Yeah, yeah, but I tell you um, what, all those ones are obvious ones, right? But that cunt at fucking Dem- uh, uh, Brentford, Franks, yeah, do not fuck with him. Look no, at no, the look no. on his fucking face. He's yeah. wiry, he's yeah. wiry, he's quick, but he's also there is a fucking 
psychopath behind those eyes. Yeah, he's got that out exterior kind of guise of he's a little bit um spoken almost. He's a little bit Yeah, a bit of Bane as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's like, Yeah, do you want well, hey Sam, come will. in, do you want a flat white? I've got an espresso mm-hmm. with the milk former. Yeah. It's no problem. I'll make you a flat white. Come in, chill out. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's fucking you've, you've got fucking... A sh- he's t- he's taking a Bunsen burger to yeah. to my fucking yeah. gonads. Yeah, imaginative levels of torture. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You like that, you fucking little prick? You bald podcasting fuckface. Yeah. <laughs> I heard what you say. say on your poxy podcast. And I like it. Like I say, it brings colour and character to the Premier League, mm. which it needs. Um, Manchester United versus Aston Villa. I'll go first here. I think this will be 3 0 to Manchester United. I like that prediction. I'll say 2 0. Mate, okay. do you think, just quickly, sorry for the football chat, but I think that Manchester United, I mean, maybe this is really obvious, inside, but they are fucking serious title contenders this year, aren't they, for the first time yeah, in years? they are. But they I think might Chelsea win the league, Chelsea, mightn't they? Chelsea are going to win it. I think, I've said Chelsea from all summer, and then, mm. and then they signed the car, I even thought the end of last year, and then they signed the car, and then you think, right, they're definitely going to win it. But I don't yeah. know, fucking hell, United are fucking... They've just got so many yeah. good players. It's ridiculous. They have, but I think they'll they'll, they'll get caught out now and again. They'll but, stutter um, maybe when they play maybe, Chelsea. Maybe only City. third. Maybe only third. Mm. So Leeds versus West Ham United. What do you reckon? Leeds two, mm-hmm. West Ham United three. Uh, as always, a West Ham United prediction. Uh, uh, sorry, West Ham United win is predicted. Mm. Nothing else is possible. Um... 1-1, I reckon. Sunderland versus Bolton. I'll go first with this one. I think this will be... 2-1 Sunderland. I'm going to say 1-0. Okay. Finally, Nottingham Forest versus Millwall. 2-1 Forest. 2-1 Forest. I think it will be... Forrest have got a new manager, haven't they? They've got that fellow with a great face. It was at um, Swansea before. I think this will be 2 0 to Forrest. He's going to get off to a flyer. Steve, Steve Greatface. Uh, because he's Steve Cooper or something, is it? Oh, that's a good name for a manager, isn't it? Steve Cooper. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah. I yeah. want to be a manager. What's your name? Steve Cooper. You're hired. <laughs> Have you seen his face? Do you want to see his face? Yeah, Sam? I well, I'm showing you pictures during this episode. <laughs> oh, it's really rude actually to laugh at him. I feel really bad now. It's an excellent face. He but doesn't care. I, I, I wish he, him all. I wish him the best. He's Forest, care, he? great little club, Forest, aren't they? He's Steve Cooper. He didn't give a fuck what you think about his Cooper, face. Steve Cooper, football manager. Oh, can <laughs> I give a, a nepotistic plug to? My brother's podcast, um, Life Goals, which is always great, and he's had lots of good guests, not least myself and Andy. Um, <laughs> we're well worth listening back to our episodes, but that was and from ages ones. ago, and it's been going for a few years now, and he's had some really good names. He had the, the Noel Gallagher one, I know you don't like Noel Gallagher, Andy, but that one was I great. I don't mind Noel Gallagher so much. I don't that like Liam. A, that was a double episode, and it was really good, but... The recent one, he's done Dave Bassett, Dave Harry Bassett, right? Ooh, and I think it's my yeah. favourite one that he's done. It is two episodes. It is so fucking funny. And I think, again, like the knockers, I think it there's something about it that I think would just 
appealed to top flight time machine listeners because <laughs> Harry Bassett, who I've had dealings with myself in the past, is quite yeah, the raconteur. And I can tell you, there is superb Elton John content in it, right? Is because people forget, but he did about a season, season and a half at Watford and it didn't work yeah. out. But Elton John was very much the guy who came and took him from Wimbledon and who right. was his day-to-day point. I mean, Elton John was heavily involved. His, his right? line manager. He was his line manager, exactly. <laughs> it is absolutely just... I mean, the whole two episodes are great, but the <clears throat> Elton John fucking content is out of this world. So get on that. Good stuff. Right, I reckon that's about it. Um, we've got... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to sign up for IFS Turbo... There's another week or so, uh, and if you sign up before the end of September, you'll get a free badge. The information about the badges will come after the end of September for everyone, everyone who's going like, where's my badge? I've signed up, but my badge hasn't come yet. Why not? I can tell you, the badges are being made, but we're not dispatching <sighs> until the month's over. So it's because it's everyone who signs up in, in the month. Then we know how many we need to order. Yeah. You get it, people who sign up in September, they're unofficial Imperial Turbo. Calm your fucking tits about the fucking badges. Fuck's you sake. The old, well, you always told me not to do badges, and in the yeah. end you let me. And now look. <laughs> it's got us into just the sort of mess you knew. Cunts in Australia who want fucking badges sending over. That's a fucking. Where's me badge, you flaming galah? Paperwork, fucking red tape. I'm sat here in the outback. I want my fucking badge. God. It's going to cost us um, about 40 quid to send you a badge, you cunt. I don't care. You told me I was getting a fucking badge and I'm going to get one. I want it. Fucking. Who wears badges anyway? Cunts, that's who. Um, (laughs) And the other thing is buy tickets for the live shows because they're going to be great. We just wrote them. That's what we've been in Nottingham doing. And they are... If you came to the first live shows, they were good. But this is like... We, we learned is, a lot. This is more... We're, we're, we're highly resourced <laughs> now. Highly resourced, right? Expe- both experience and energy. I think these shows are going to be superb. And They're going to be some, similar to the last ones, but more. Yeah, and also there's um, some of your favourite characters and bits and pieces that um, have been popular over the last yeah. couple of years since we toured are yeah. going to be brought to life in magical form in mm. the new shows, and I think you're going to like it a lot. Yeah. Right, that's enough. We've done nearly 50 minutes. Fuck off, Bye everyone. Bye. Lesbians. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.